Thank you, Jesus. That ought to be the prayer of every person in this place tonight. God, would you order my steps? God, would you order my thoughts? Would you guide my feet? God, would you guide my tongue, Lord? Help me to say the right thing and live the right way and walk the right way and speak the right way. God, order my steps tonight in your word, O Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, choir, for leading us in worship tonight. Amen. That ought to be our prayer each and every day. Amen. Every day. If you woke up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and from here on out, you prayed that prayer every day from the bottom of your heart, my, what a difference it would make. Lord, before I walk out of these doors today, I want you to guard me. I want you to guide my footsteps. Help me to watch my tongue. Help me to watch where I'm walking. God, help me, O oh Lord, to be in tune with what you are doing. I want you to order my steps today. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I want God to do that in this place tonight. I want Him to order this service. Amen. And He has. Now it's just up to us to get in that vein and let God do what He wants to do in this place. Amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 8. We'll read verses 20 through 24. Exodus chapter 8. Verses 20 through 24. Amen. If you don't have it, look up. It should be there for you. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning. Stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thy houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end that thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. And I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And the Lord did so, and there came a grievous or massive, very oppressive and numerous swarm of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted by reason of the swarm of flies. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on this subject. No flies in Goshen. No flies in Goshen. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your presence. I pray right now, Lord, that you would begin to move in this place in a mighty way. 
God, that You would speak to our hearts, Lord, and speak that truth in love. God, let us receive Your Word tonight, God, that I have felt so stirred. I pray that You would anoint these lips of clay, that I could give Your Word, O God, to these people tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated tonight. They're going to show you some pictures This is Lake Winnebago, Wisconsin. They are known for the swarms of flies that come each spring. They invade the entire city and they become a nuisance to everyone. One man said that they get in everything. He said, I could not even start my lawnmower because they had consumed every part and every crevice of that lawnmower and had clogged everything up that I could not do a simple task for the flies. They have overcome the house, the car, every object, all of the food. They say trying to fish on the lake there is a nightmare because there are just so many flies. One said the birds, they love it, but it becomes a nuisance for everyone else. One man said when the swarms are all around, you just have to learn to walk with your eyes kind of half shut because of the flies. They've got a video clip if they'll play that at this time. This is, this is just a small part of what they experience there in Wisconsin. One fly can drive a man insane. One fly can make so much noise and so much racket. One fly can get in your personal space. And if you don't see what's going on and you're from afar, you would think somebody has just lost their mind because they just begin swatting at air, doing everything they can to take out the fly. So I cannot imagine what the people in Wisconsin really think about this scene every year. We find in our text tonight that the word of the Lord said there would be swarms. Which meant diverse sorts of flies. Swarms of them. Like the frogs, God gave Moses the command to talk to Pharaoh. Giving opportunity to let the people of God go. He was given fair warning before the flies ever showed up. But this one comes a little differently. For this one, God draws a line and a distinction that the plagues would no longer strike those in Goshen. Goshen was a country on the outskirts of Egypt that the previous king had allowed Joseph's family and the children of Israel to dwell in. But in Exodus 1 and 8, the Bible said that there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. So he did not care what alliance had been made. 
He did not care what everybody before him had said and how peaceful things may have been up until that present time. And he quickly began throwing around his weight and oppressing the children of Israel. This is the first plague that does not strike the people of God, only the Egyptians. From this time forward, the children of Israel are spared from the devastation of the plagues. Sometimes the children of God must suffer alongside the unbelieving neighbors. But then there are other times when believers are miraculously preserved. Up until this point, whatever God was doing was affecting everybody. It was moving on everybody. It was changing everybody's environment. It was shaking up the whole world. Nobody was exempt. Nobody got to not complain about what was happening. It was happening to everyone. Up until this point, it had been the water that was turned to blood. It had been the frogs that were everywhere and the lice that came But here God said, I am about to put a line of demarcation so that the plague which annoys all of Egypt shall not approach you. And this shall be the incontestable proof that God is the Lord in the midst of the earth. What is about to take place is going to mess with everybody except my people. From here on, I will not allow the plagues to harm those that are in Goshen. There are some things that we all go through. There are some things in this life that we want to point and blame the devil for. And he does come with attacks. And really, it's God trying to put distinction at times between what is real and what is not. There are some things that are an outright attack from the enemy. We know that. And then there are things that are the product of our own making that we've created this issue. And then there are things that are just life. And tonight I understand that God was the one that was creating all of this. And God was the one that was speaking these plagues into existence. And God was the one that says, I've still got everything under control. It doesn't matter what king may come to oppress you. I have come to say that I still rule. And I still reign. And whatever I say goes. But we are naive tonight if we think that there are not other flies. That there are not other things that come into our realm and come to distract us and to consume us and to destroy us. And while I know God's intentions here in Exodus, I also know there are other things that we have experienced that we know where they came from. And we know that the enemy has done everything he can, like we heard today, to frustrate our purpose and to frustrate the grace of God. And we have got to decide where we stand and where we stay. For those who love the Lord and those who are called according to His purpose, there will be a divine distinction. And it's more than clothing. It's more than appearance. For based on clothing and appearance, the Bible says that even Moses himself was confused for an Egyptian. 
This line of demarcation was not set on those who were Egyptian and those who were Hebrews. The line of demarcation was for those that were in Egypt and for those that were in Goshen. Why God did care about His people in Goshen. He said, if you want to be preserved, the line is here. I will preserve Goshen. I will make sure Goshen doesn't have flies. So if you don't want flies in your life, if you don't want those things disturbing you and coming to ruin you, then you need to make sure that you're on this side of that line. It's more than the way you dress. It's more than the way that you talk. It's where you choose to live your life for God. It's that line that God has drawn. And you say, I want to be on this side. I don't want any disturbances. I don't want any plagues and distractions. I don't want any flies in my life. When it comes down to it, the Lord knows those that are His and those who are not. Maybe right now we are unsure, but on this day, everybody will know where your alliance lies because of the flies. If there was flies in your life, then you know that you were on the wrong side of that line. If there were troubles that were coming your way, you knew that you were on the wrong side of God. Swarm is a very large number of flying insects that are together. This was not a swarm. Scripture says this was swarms. When you saw that a moment ago, that was a swarm. But the Bible said, I will send swarms. My mind can't even comprehend what that looks like. My mind can't even comprehend just how many insects that there were. And you, when you read the water and, and the blood and, and you read about the frogs and the lice, my mind can't even comprehend what swarms of insects actually look like. And if we're not careful, we become like the man in Wisconsin who says, oh, you just get used to it. You get used to all the distractions and all of the trouble and all of the things happening. And you can kind of just learn to walk through life like this. I can't afford to walk through life like this. I can't afford to try to live a life for God with my eyes half shut. I don't need any distractions. I don't need anything in the way. I want a clear view of what God is trying to do. I want a clear direction of where God is trying to take me. And if if it means I've got to move away from Wisconsin, then I'm going to move away from Wisconsin. If it means I've got to leave Egypt and get to the place where the people of God are to be preserved, I want to get to Goshen where there are no flies. This was not just your typical fly. For the psalmist goes on to talk about this and he says that these swarms devoured them. And this indicates that there were biting insects in these swarms. It was biting. It was withdrawing from them. It was there to wreak havoc and to consume them. One small thing can cause a sting. A swarm can cause a disturbance. But swarms can corrupt a land. One fly can drive you crazy and cause you to just about lose your mind. 
A swarm would cause you to question if you really want to live there or not. But when swarms come and they corrupt the land, then you've got to see this is a problem far greater than I even realize. It may not seem big. It may not seem like an issue. But allow all of those issues to gang up and pile together. Allow them to catch steam and allow them to come together in unity. And the outcome is corruption. You have an option on where you choose to live. You can live in Egypt or you can live in Goshen. And your decision on where you live is decided on how you live and who you choose to serve. And we say it so often, but we are so serious. It is those small foxes that spoil the vine. I can't afford to my children to be consumed by little things. I can't allow my people to allow little things to come in and mess everything up and to corrupt the land I am living in. I can't allow my family to be put in that kind of environment. I've got to make sure that I am living on the right side. I can't afford to watch as everyone around me is corrupted. I look at our world today and I see a land that is so corrupt. I see a people that are so disturbed and so out of place. And I see mass confusion. And I see annoyances. I see swarms every time I see the news. I see swarms every time I walk in the mall. I see swarms every time I open up my phone and it's somebody else has done something crazy and somebody else is pushing their agenda and and they're trying to just make all of these things like they're really not that big of a deal. You hear me? They may not be a big deal right now, but let them link together with this agenda and let them link together with this agenda and it won't be very long before there are swarms around you that are devouring you and they're biting you here and biting you there and and they're withdrawing blood and they're withdrawing the life from you every time that they come around. That is not okay with me. It may have started off with one small thing. It may have presented itself as not a big deal. After all, it's only one fly. It's only one distinct insect. But before long, it's diverse kinds of insects. And their objective is to leave the land corrupted. Before long, it's in our state. Before long, it's in our city. Before long, your kids are coming home from school telling you it's in their school. Before long, you're finding out it's in churches. Before long, you're finding out it's even in your home. The poet John Donne said, It takes very little to distract us. He said, I neglect God and His angels for the noise of a fly. When it comes to the end, it's hard to imagine that my land could be corrupted by a bunch of little things. That it wasn't some great grand destruction that corrupted my land. It was a bunch of little things 
that came in because I would not give heed to the voice of God. That I would not give heed to the man of God. And now because of that I am paying severely. There are some things that you need to take care of now. There are some things that you need to settle in your spirit now. There are some lines that you need to draw now and say, I refuse to live in Egypt. I refuse to be on that side and I am going to make that distinction now. Psalms 58 and 6, the psalmist said, Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Hear me, they may be young lions, but they have great teeth. Psalms 91 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. It doesn't matter that it's a little thing right now. If you give that young lion time, that young lion becomes an old lion. If you give that little thing time, it won't be long before it's not little anymore. I challenge each of you, don't give it time to become something. Don't allow the fly to become swarms. Don't ignore the promptings and nudges that you feel in the Holy Ghost. Don't ignore it when God is saying, I'm glad that you knocked the giant down, David. Now cut its head off. Finish the job. I know you, I know you've trampled the young lion and it looks like a cute little cub and you really don't want to mess with it but if you don't take care of that cute little cub now there's going to come day that that cute little cub is going to take care of you you hear me you've got to say I'm not going to live like that I'm going to make sure that I'm handling business now I'm not going to let that fly lay any more eggs I'm not going to let those flies get together I'm going to take care of it right here and right now it was John Wesley who said, What one generation tolerates, the next embraces. What becomes of that little thing when it comes next time with more? The Bible talks about an evil spirit that was cast out. And when he left, he could find nowhere to abide. And the Bible says that he went back to his old place, that old body, an old vessel. And he got there and it was still empty. And the Bible said that he left that one little fly, that one little spirit, that one little annoyance that, that you kind of just brushed off is no big deal. And it goes, and the Bible says that it went and got seven more spirits that were worse than that one. And they came back into that vessel and wrecked its life. You hear me? I don't care if it's one. I don't care if it's tiny. I don't care if it's small. There are going to be no flies in Goshen. There's not going to be anything that would destroy me or consume me. It may be small to you but it could cause destruction it can cause things to be devoured and my land to be corrupted and I can't afford to watch that happen call it out and do not give place to the devil you you do not give place to the devil My mom and dad are back over here. 
And there were days that I can go back where mom and dad told me no. That they looked me in my face when I was wanting to do something or I, I was wanting to go a certain place and they said no. And in my, in my heart and in my, in my flesh, I got frustrated and I got upset and I didn't understand why I couldn't do that. And my friends were going to do that and they were going to hang out at that place and they were going to do that. And now at almost 34 years old, I look at them and I say, thank you. Thank you for not trying to be my friend, but trying to be my parents. They wanted to see me saved. They wanted to say, I don't care what they do in Egypt we don't live there we don't act like they act we don't do the things that they do you hear me parents your children need you to stand up and they need you to say we're not going to go there we're not going to talk like that we're not going to wear those things we're not going to live like that oh that's church abuse that's oppression that's bondage oh no that's freedom that's why I'm standing here tonight is because there was somebody that could look me in the eye and say I know you don't understand now but I've got to tell you no I've got to tell you, you can't do that. I've got to tell you, there's a reason that we are living this way. I know you're young right now, but God has drawn a line of distinction. And God has marked it. And He said, look, if you're in Egypt, it's not going to be pretty. But if you can live over here, there will be no flies in Goshen. There will be no things that can corrupt you and destroy destroy your life if you would live over here on this side all the children all you young people listen to brother Landon tonight if mom and dad tell you no you may not understand right now it may sting a little bit. It may frustrate you that they won't let you have a cell phone and they won't let you watch that and they won't let you go to that place. But there's going to come a day where you're going to look back and you're going to say, oh, I'm so glad that they told me no. I'm so glad they didn't let me make that really dumb decision because it would have really wrecked my life and they were able to see things that I could not understand. Hebrews 12 in the ESV says, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, but later, it yields peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Right now, it may not make sense, but there comes a day where it begins to bear fruit. And you begin to see, that's why. That's why we live in Goshen. That's why we live differently. That's why we act differently because we are people of God. We are people of God who He has set apart. Proverbs 29 in the ESV says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself, a child that's able to just do whatever they want to do and we don't care and we'll say yes and they can live their life however they please. The Bible says, Bring shame to his mother. Proverbs 13, 24 in the ESV says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, 
But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. If you really love your children, if you really love these young people, if you really care about their salvation, if you really care about their life, then it's okay to discipline them. It's okay to set some guidelines and boundaries. And it may seem like a barrier to them at first. It may seem like they're living in a glass house and they're sheltered. You better believe they're sheltered. I thank God every day that Moses' mother, the Bible says that her his parents realized that there was something special about him and the Bible said they preserved him they kept him hidden they didn't allow harm to come his way oh you're overbearing you're a hover mother whatever you want to call it I'm thankful that there are still godly parents that stand up for their children and preach truth and live truth and say I want you to get this and I want to make sure that you You're living in Goshen with me. Some of us need to stand up and say there are some things that may fly other places, but they ain't going to fly here. That may fly at Mikey and and Jamie's house, but that ain't going to fly here. That may fly in Egypt, but it ain't going to fly in Goshen. That may fly this place and that place, and they may get to do all of those things, but it ain't going to fly in my house because there are some things that we're just not going to do. There's some things that we're just not going to say and ways that we're just not going to live. In the moment, that may seem painful rather than pleasant, but later it will yield peaceful fruit of righteousness. We need men to be men again and say no flies in Goshen. We need some godly men to step up in their homes and say there will be no flies in this house. There will be no flies. God's word said that he has made a distinction and there will be no flies here. You're not up there trying to parent by yourself. God is with you. God is helping you. God is there standing beside you watching as you navigate this crazy world that we are living in. We need parents to say, not in my house. We need some young people to say, no flies in my youth group. We need some Sunday school teachers to say, no flies in the lives of my kids. We need some parents and some grandparents to say, I know that there's been some things that have been passed down from generation and there's some family curses but they're going to be broken in Jesus name because there is not going to be anything in Goshen that's going to destroy my family or keep us from the promise of God we cannot excuse things that are corrupting our land walking around with our eyes half shut saying it's not a big deal you get used to it you get used to them biting you you get used to no I don't want to get used to it I don't want one fly in my life for some of those who choose to live in Goshen it's very name meaning drawing near Goshen means drawing near it was in Goshen that Joseph's family that was afar was able to dwell in and the king said you let your family take that land and you let them dwell there so that they could draw near to you 
There is a place that you can draw near to the things of God and the plan and purpose of God. There is a place that you can come and dwell in. The psalmist said in Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. I want to be in Goshen. I want to be in that place where I draw near. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. If you want to avoid the fly. If you want to avoid the corruption and the things set out to devour you. All you got to do is begin to draw near to Him. Seek after Him. Dwell in the house of the Lord. Get into that place where you can really draw near. Make sure that you are in Goshen. Don't settle for somewhere in between because there is a line that will be drawn. There will be a distinction. And I would really hate for some people that are living on that line... And they've got one foot in Goshen and one foot of Egypt to be devastated because when all of the flies came, they were messing with those that were in Egypt. He said, these flies will be released on you. That's bad. That's bad. For the flies to be released, all those swarms to be released on one individual, that's bad. But he goes on to say, and your servants, and your people, and your, it never stops with you. The things that you allow to where you are never stops at you. It never affects only you, the swarms that come want to get in every part of your life. It gets in your marriage. It gets in your relationships on the job. It gets in your children, in your young people, in every avenue. It's like the man said, it gets in every crevice that it can find until it corrupts the land. He said it will be in all the houses of the Egyptians and even the ground under their feet will be thick with flies. Hear me tonight, you can't afford to not live in Goshen. I'll set Goshen where my people live aside as a sanctuary. I'm going to make Goshen a place that you can come to and draw near to me while you're fleeing the other things and while you're not wanting Egypt to be a part of you. You can't afford to let the flies come and corrupt your land and your home 
home and your babies. You hear me? You've got to make a decision. You've got to make a choice and realize this is not just me. This is not just my life. This will affect everybody and everything around me. Somebody needs to take their babies in their arms tonight and say, Oh God, I declare it. No flies in Goshen. No flies in my home. No flies in my city. No flies in my relationship with you, oh God. No flies in this hour. I don't want my people... My people that I love and that I look after, I don't want my people being consumed and devoured and corrupted because I did not listen to the voice of God. What a tragedy that in 20 years I would see my boys and their lives would be a wreck because I chose not to live in Goshen. That their lives would be a mess because I didn't see the importance of living so far away from that line that they don't even know where the line is. That we are just so set apart that they don't even recognize that Egypt is over there. And not that we're naive and not that we're just living our lives in a bubble, but that we are so protective of the things of God and the things that God has given us that we will say oh this is everything living here and living for God is worth it all let's stand all over this house tonight God I don't want the ground where we're trying to walk where I have prayed for God to order my steps to be consumed with flies to be corrupted God I've prayed for you to order my steps But all the while, I'm still wanting to live in Egypt. And everywhere I walk, everywhere I put my foot, God, it's not the the steps that you ordered for me. God, but these are steps that I've ordered for myself. These steps are covered with flies, with things that come to consume me. There's a saying that says, enjoy the little things for someday you will realize that they were the big things. And while I love the sentiment of what that's really trying to say, I also felt a nudge in the Holy Ghost tonight that said, beware of the little things because there will come a day where perhaps you'll realize they were the big things. These little things that we say, oh, that... That's not a hill worth dying on. That's not a battle worth fighting with my kids. That's not a battle worth fighting with my, my, my young people. I, I just, you know, I, I want them to love me. I want us to have a good relationship. I want my kids to go to heaven. I want my kids to live in Goshen. I want my kids to know that there's a place that they can come and be saved. And a place that they can come and find safety. And so parents, grandparents, whoever may be here tonight. I want you tonight to make a promise and a dedication 
again at an altar. It may have been a long time ago since you laid your babies in the arms of a preacher and they dedicated that baby to God. But again tonight, that you would come to an altar and you would say, God, all over again, God, I've got to be the parent that you've called me to be. God, more than anything else, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be so comfortable with the flies that I'm just used to living here. I know when they come around, I know that every spring, here they come. I know that every summer we're going to have all these battles and all these new sins and things that are creeping up. And God, I know that the older my kids get and the more they're exposed to the world that is out there. God, all the more, I've got to make sure that they fall in love with your house I've got to make sure that I'm protecting them. I've got to make sure that I'm living in the right place. And that I'm serving the right person. And that I'm living right. And I'm reading your word. And I'm praying. And I'm living a life worthy of following. God, I don't want anything in Goshen. I don't want anything in my family. I don't want anything, God, that would limit what you want to do in my life. God, help us to stand up for righteousness. Help us to remember we are set apart for a reason. God, and that when we are explaining things to our children, God, that you would be right there. And as we sang a moment ago, that you would order our words. It's really sad the conversations that you have to have with little children in our world today. The things that they see at the restaurant. The fear that comes over them because they sense something is not right. And they don't know how to express it and how to explain it. You hear me? You've got to have the help of God. To sit there and be able to tell them what they just saw. I can't explain it by my knowledge trying to explain some wacko out there. When we see things and when we, our boys know, hey, if you got a question, you wait till we get in the car and you can ask anything you want to ask. Our world, our land is corrupted. And if you think that the flies are the end of it, if you think that that's the end of all that's coming down the road, you've got another thing coming. But if I allowed this thing, when God finally gave me the opportunity to be set apart, I had to endure the water turning to blood. I I was there for that. Some of you have had to endure some frogs in your life and some things that just seemed to be everywhere and you couldn't get rid of them. And when you did, the stench was still there. And then the lice that just spread everywhere. The itching, the the constant reminder. I've been a part of all of that. And now, now God has given me the opportunity. Now God has given me the ability to come over here where I don't have to endure any of those things anymore. 
I don't have to be a part of any of those things anymore. I don't have to live with that anymore. I can be free. I can live over here and know that my children are safe in my house. They're not being corrupted. They're not being devoured and bitten. Because we're in Goshen. Because we're in a safe place. That we're drawing near to God. Tonight I open these altars and I challenge you, bring your family with you. If you don't have family, then you find somebody around you because we're all family in this place. You find somebody to join together with. You make a commitment not only for your own home, but for your church family, for your youth group, for your Sunday school class. God, there will be no flies in my house. There will be no things of that nature in our youth group. God, that may fly at the church down the road, but God, that can't fly here. God, it may work for so-and-so, but God, it's not going to work for me. God, I want to be set apart. God, help me, Lord, to be the parent that my children need me to be. That I would have the boldness, and more than the boldness, that I would have enough Holy Ghost to tell them, No, we're not going to live that way. We're not going to do that thing. Oh, come on, parents. Pray over your babies tonight. God, help us in our world that is so corrupt. Help us, oh God, in this place that we find ourselves in God to be set apart Lord we're not being abused God we're not oppressed God we are being guided with a loving hand from a loving God and a loving shepherd and a loving parent that says I want to see you saved Come on, pray over your babies. Pray over your babies right now. No flies in my house. Oh, no distractions in my home. Oh, God, I don't want that in my life. I've dealt with enough. I've seen enough, God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to keep living for you, God. We're going to keep serving you, God. Come on. Come on. Pray a hedge of protection. Pray angels that they would watch over your babies. Come on. Build them an ark. Build them a place that you could seat them safe. Oh, our families are too valuable. Our family's too important. God, they mean everything to me. Lord, no flies here, God. They don't have to understand right now. It doesn't have to make sense right now. Oh, 
not in my house, not in my family, oh God. Hakayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosatayadomosat